gentlemen. We have a special treat for you today. We have the one, the only. Welcome to the State Lines Network. Hey, friends. Jason Sowell here, your host of the Boldly Going podcast. I know it's been a long while. We took a little uh, hiatus, if you will, for uh, several months uh, from recording some episodes and uh, just kind of uh, some life changes, different things going on. Wanted to reset some stuff, and uh, we're getting back into uh, the podcast game. So uh, welcome to episode 37 of the Boldly Going podcast. And you know the full title, Boldly Going creative, brilliant, inspirational people of the universe living here on planet Earth, uh, and interviews with friends, uh, acquaintances, people that we know that are doing incredible things, are following a dream, they're pursuing uh, the thing that they love, they're pursuing a passion, may not be their total career, but they're doing something that they love, they're, they're figuring out a way to make it happen in life, even uh, while they may be doing something else to pay their bills. Uh, it's all about inspiration. It's all about you hearing stories and lessons from people that are just like you, everyday people, pursuing their dreams. They're creative. They're brilliant uh, in some way. And uh, they're just beautiful people. They're amazing at what they do and trying to make their way. And I want you to hear those stories. And that's what Boldly Going is all about. I want their stories to inspire you. And um, we have uh, another episode that is no different than all 36 come before it, uh, but very special well, as well because episode 37 is with our good friend A.J. Hurley. This is uh, his second round on the podcast. He was on an episode earlier uh, in, the, uh, in the episodes, and you can go back through and find him. But this is uh, A.J. Hurley Returns to the uh, podcast to talk a little bit more about his film, O oh Death. Uh, that he's been working on for the past year, past, past few years. In, the, in his previous episode, you'll hear uh, his story of kind of the seven-year journey of getting to the place where he's actually making the film. Right now, as we sit here in July of 2018, uh, principal photo- photography is done. He's in the editing stage right now. There is currently a um, uh, trailer out for the, for the film. The film comes out in a couple of months in September of 2018, and you can go follow him, check out that. Um, you can go uh, on social media to Odeth Film, Odeth Film, or, or at Odeth Film. You can find him on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, that way. And then you can also uh, just go to their website, odeathfilm.com, I believe it is, odeathfilm.com. And uh, you can go support there. You can uh, shop. He's got some things in the shop that you can you can uh, do to help support the film. Uh, but it's an incredible idea. Uh, he talks about it. We recap it a little bit in this episode. Uh, but we bring him back in this episode to talk a little bit about uh, where he's at in the process and um, how things are going, how it's been, what that journey's been like for him over the past several months of shooting this film and uh, making this dream of his come to life. It looks really cool from the trailer. I'm excited for you to hear from him. Title of this episode is Life and Death Are in the Power of the Tongue. And it's, uh, it's something we talk about in the episode uh, about speaking words, speaking things into existence, and what you say to people and all that kind of stuff. It ties in a little bit to his film as well. Um, so anyway, go, um, go check him out. AJ Hurley, O Death Film. Uh, on, the, on the episode, you'll see some links to his, uh, to his stuff as well. So uh, before we jump into it, let me remind you, uh, this podcast is uh, made possible by Statelines Podcast Network. We're a member of that. Uh, you, can, you can go to state, 
uh, state-lines.com. You can find uh, other podcasts. You can find other things, articles, some brilliant stuff on there. Please go check that out. Um, we're, we're very honored to be a part of that and our friends that are doing some great stuff at State Lines. And uh, also, uh, I always encourage you, get involved in your community. want you to do that. Um, wherever you're at, wherever you live, part of this whole boldly going thing is boldly going into your community and helping people as well, doing something to give back to your world. And I would love for you to join us in uh, something that we do with an organization called Current Initiatives. Uh, you can check them out online, uh, uh, social media as well, at EngageCurrent, uh, EngageCurrent.org. You can go check check that out. Get involved uh, if, you, if you think that's awesome. If not, find something else that's in your community that you love, that you can get involved with, that you can get behind to get back to your community. So um, without further ado, we are back. The Boldly Going Podcast is back. And what better way to kick that off with, than with episode 37 with our friend A.J. Hurley. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Thank you for listening. Thanks for jumping back in with us. And we look forward to bringing you more episodes down the road. So here we go. Episode 37, A.J. Hurley. Speaking of Tarantino, I was in L.A. recently, and uh, nice. there's this, one of my favorite, uh, I forget, I'm spacing on the name of it now, uh, oh, Priscilla, it's one of my favorite cafes, Okay, is in Burbank, kind of right in this neighborhood, it's called Priscilla's, um, and uh-huh. it's near the studios, so it's like the, the different studios around Yeah, there. dig. So you kind of have these random, in and out people. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tarantino definitely sat at the table next to me reading a script. Tight. While I was in there recently. Were you like? Hmm. Yeah. So me and a buddy, <laughs> me and a buddy who works in the industry, were um, went there to get coffee and just hang out. And dude comes in and sit sits down like a couple tables. Just, they're all you know they're small tables, just like yeah. right there. And we're both like, hmm, <laughs> that is that is definitely Tarantino. Yeah, you can't mistake that guy. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> You, you and know, you just know. comes in with like this script, lays it on the table, really? and like orders his coffee, and he's just reading the script. And we're like, what is he reading? <laughs> what is he doing? Is the next what's the next Star Trek? It? That's awesome. Yeah, he's um, he's <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an interesting cat. So you didn't um, actually say anything to him, huh? No, no, I was gonna be that guy. Yeah, I did the same. I, I was I've seen a few people in same in. in Hollywood and around Hollywood and uh, it's like I don't want to that's cool yeah right I don't want to I have one that I, re- I have one that I regret but um, oh, really? by the way yeah yeah that I well that I, because I didn't I didn't oh, say anything okay. to him that's why okay, fair enough. Uh, I'll tell you the story too by the way AJ Hurley back in back yes. in the house part two for the podcast we're rolling we're rolling yeah we've been rolling for a while so oh, I'm man. glad you didn't say anything <laughs> bad yeah so it's weird uh, cool uh, yeah, so um, you are you're on furlough essentially from uh, Italy. At Indeed. The Indeed, I am. Um, so let me recap for everyone. You we had you on before when you were starting kind of pre production for your film, right? And uh, remind me of the name of it. Oh, death. Oh, death. That's oh, right. Death. Yeah. Um, 
And I have to remember, I can't remember exactly, actually, yeah, I don't remember what episode it was, but we'll tell people to go back and listen to that episode oh, yeah. as well. Um, so you went to Italy, you've been there for mm-hmm. a few months, working seven. on the film. Seven? It's been that, it's been mm-hmm. that many? Yeah. Holy crap. So left in May, May 2nd. Yeah. Wow. Landed in Milan, we were there for, not in Milan, but um, left uh, seven months, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, came back Christmas. It goes back so fast. I yeah. can't believe it's been that long. It was incredible. Yeah. Wow. So, okay, so you're back for a little bit. You're working on mm-hmm. part of the film here in the States, mm-hmm. and then you're going to get back to Italy, right? Not right away. Oh, okay. No. Um, yeah, the plan has been rerouted okay. a little bit. All right. Yeah. All right. So it's just, I mean, long story short, that Cortona, where we were living, mm-hmm. um, is gorgeous and has, of course, has its advantages of, of some of the best cuisine mm-hmm. on the planet. Mm-hmm. And um, location-wise, we're in between Florence and Rome, so you're an hour and a half away from the, you the, know, some of the biggest the cities in the world. food and, and history right. on the planet. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah, the Renaissance, uh-huh. all that, you know, the epicenter of all uh-huh. that Italian stuff that everyone loves here. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> the plan was, because I went with Leah, and she was scouting... Um, fashion schools okay. there, which and Leah's your makes girlfriend. sense. Yes, Leah's Leah's my love. Got it. Um, yeah, so um, there's a school in Florence called Polimoda, and she was um, planning to go there. So okay. the idea was to go, be there for three or four years for her right. school, and I would shoot the film and go from there. Right. But um, upon the visits that we took there, um, she wasn't too keen on the school. It's a little more design focused mm. and she's more about the technical side of it. She wants to be a seamstress. So that okay. school's not exactly the mo- most focused. So gotcha. Um, she also needs to work, you know, while she's going to school. So mm-hmm. they, they gave her the, the whole like, nah, you can't do that here. Cause we're too, we're too intense. And most of like the shops wow. that, will accept people to work, you know, like mm-hmm. foreigners working. Um, usually only take people that speak either Mandarin or Russian or something That's like that. That's what they gave her. They were like, hey, listen, unless you're specialized like this, if, unless you speak these languages or... What? Because the, the Italians, their economy isn't the best. Mm. And it's hard for locals to have jobs. And if you're a foreigner, <clears throat> some of the criteria is that the shop owner or the business owner is vouching for your working with them. Okay. You know, you can't just walk in and you get hired. You have to apply for all the, you know, the special licensing and all that and your visa and, but they have to, so generally the government says, no, sorry, you're not, you, because Italians can't even, you know, get the job. So you're not going to get the job. You're not going to take it from potential Italian working. So she's like, all right, well, this isn't going to work. So now the plan, I said long story short, but no, that's fine. Yeah, good. <laughs> but the plan now is that, um, she's looking at schools in, uh, Toronto mm-hmm. or Vancouver mm-hmm. as one of the top fashion schools in the okay. world actually. So, so she's kind of planning on closer to home, but still sort of an international, <clears throat> uh, yeah. International. Focus. Not the U S is what not the, <laughs> right. Not the U S. <laughs> So. Uh, which is interesting, and not to certainly do not want to talk about politics at all. But um, it's interesting that doesn't really have to do with that. Anyway. In the in Italy, like they were, you can't 
Italians, our own people can't get the jobs, so you're right. certainly not getting the job. Right. Contrasting that with our mm-hmm. immigration type scenario. Sure. Yeah. sure. Now they're they're I I mean I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know um, the ins and outs of their mm-hmm. government, mm-hmm. Um, but from what I understand is they're very tight on who they even allow into the country mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, getting visas, whether it's uh, school work mm-hmm. or like for me, it would be uh, like a self-employed visa. Yeah. So an artist visa, they call it. Okay. But um, it's they just don't. They're very they're very proud people, and so they're very strict on who yeah. they allow into their country. Who they yeah. yeah. So of course it happens. There's you know oh sure you there's tell. yeah there's way around <laughs> illegal yeah, immigrants yeah, all over the place there, <laughs> but and that's usually just in the major cities. So yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean that's everywhere. I don't think yeah it is it doesn't have that. Uh, interesting. Okay, yeah. so uh, so and the is your plan to finish the film here or it is? Yeah. Okay. So I shot the beginning and the end of the film over in Italy. Okay, and it was location specific. It wasn't just to film in Italy. It was the cemetery yeah, right. below town, um, and um, we wrapped on that, and it was fantastic. But yeah, the plan is to because it's cheaper. Instead of flying, I think we flew seven people mm. over there, the actors and then some crew. Mm. Um, it'll just be technically, yeah, I'm back, but it'll be just me flying over gotcha, and being here to shoot okay. instead of seven people. So it's a, it's a lot cheaper, so you know, economically, that was, it was a big decision. Right. And um, we're shooting in Tennessee, just north of Chattanooga. And that being because of the land, it's very mm-hmm. similar. Mm-hmm. The hills, it's not oh, yet, it's just not really mountainous, but it's okay. the beginnings of a uh, range. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of got this, the similar vibe, but it'll be the middle of the film. So flashbacks. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so. So you're doing you're doing like legit Hollywood version of uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're gonna not shoot where this takes place. Right. We're just gonna build our exactly. Own. Yeah. I mean, really, it's um, it's pretty awesome what you can get away with. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what, so speaking of which, was fascinating to me that there a movie came out last year that takes place in Ybor City where we're sitting right now, but they yeah. did not film here in Ybor City. They filmed it in Georgia, and they just built. Seventh Avenue really? in Georgia Whoa. because it was cheaper. Uh, it was a bit. It was an Affleck film. Was in it? Affleck was in it. Um, oh, okay, yeah. And it like had to do with like the history of the mafia here in in Tampa. They film. Okay, yeah. So they didn't film it here because it's awesome. <laughs> the the tax breaks in Florida they couldn't right. get. It's so such a shame. It ended up being cheaper for them to just build. Yeah. The the downtown Ebor area, right? Wow, in Georgia, that's amazing, man. It, I mean, it makes sense. Again, with the tax breaks, like you said, that Florida used to be a pretty happening, um, like location spot for the industry, and <clears throat> somehow through government decisions, they they nixed all those those tax breaks. So yeah. Hollywood was like, eh, we'll make it, make it elsewhere. Yeah, Georgia's huge now. Atlanta's a big. Yeah, it's like the East Coast Canada. Hollywood, basically. Yeah, right. It's insane. Right. <clears throat> and Canada, uh, Montreal, Toronto. Really yeah, I feel like in like between I feel like between Toronto and Vancouver, I feel like is yeah. the other mm-hmm. the other big one. So they're filming everything. 
yeah. which I guess is probably great for uh, that world. Those cities are so New York. I feel like is the the quintessential. If we want that real urban city look, we go yeah, film sure. in New York. Mm-hmm. But it's so familiar, right? Yeah, but you shoot Chicago. a place like you shoot a place like mm-hmm. Vancouver. Yeah, most Americans have never seen yeah. Vancouver. <laughs> they don't know what it looks like. <laughs> People from Seattle are the only ones like, oh, right. Yeah. Oh yeah, let's make it. That's not New York City. Time <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. You can you can pull pull a, a bunch of stuff over people's eyes. Yeah, yeah. Magic of cinema. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, cool. in so in your setting, so you're gonna be shooting in Tennessee. Yeah. Something I'm curious about mm-hmm. with uh, like on a major production like that, you have to go. Um, you got to talk to Florida, for example. Hey, we're gonna shoot this production, in Florida. Blah right. blah blah. Right. Get. All the permissions and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. In your in your world, on your smaller film indie right. level thing, right? What should, are those? Do you have to jump through the same hoops, or do you just go ahead and do what you want to do? Yeah, um, no. I guess yes and no. Technically, um, the reason I'm shooting where I'm shooting in Tennessee is because there's private property. Hmm. Owned by uh, family members, so oh, okay. <laughs> my brother-in-law, his aunt and uncle own a property up there. It's like hundred some odd acres, so okay. plenty of space to find you know some some trees and the empty lot and you mm-hmm. know stuff like that. Um, but basically, the permission has to come from them. So gotcha. It's you know I'm getting around but if it were some other big production and usually locations are businesses and you have to you know block roadways and stuff like that and that's where the city comes in and you have to go through those hoops but for me it's just I just need a field and I need some trees right (laughs) it's a very simple but yeah we we got it through some family members so okay Uh, so where are you at in the Give us a rundown because in the first episode you were just starting yeah. out. You had written it, yeah, and that's where you were at. Right, I was getting ready to <clears throat> move over there, and yeah, it was kind of crazy. Life yeah. was like weird. Um, so we shot the like I said, the beginning and end, and I have the rest to shoot up there, which is probably forty percent, I would say, of the script left to shoot, and then post production happens. And that's, um, I'm assuming it's going to be a couple months. So apart from the editing, the first initial cut, which I'll do, um, take a few weeks mm-hmm. and then there's, uh, the coloring and all that, like <clears throat> tweaking all the sound design and music, mm-hmm. all that stuff happens. Yeah. So hopefully by the end of May is my projection okay. of it being done. Hopefully in time. Honestly, to get to some festivals. Okay, some that's what festivals. I was going to ask you. What your yeah? Well, once it's done, what your goal is of yeah. getting it out? Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, I'm not looking for any sort of accolades out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, I know this. I mean, it's my first, technically, my first sort of production like this of yeah. this caliber. So I know it's not going to be groundbreaking by any means. Um, but I do want the exposure. I want the right people to see it and mm-hmm. to, to continue to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, film festivals are the avenue okay. that we'll hit. Yeah, and big ones. We want to do at least submit to them. Okay. Um, if they deny, fine. But at least 
you know, yeah. that's the goal, is to send it to Cannes and send it to the Toronto Film Festival and okay. Austin, right? And if they say no, then you're just going to trash them on social media, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Hashtag no just, way. Just burn <laughs> that bridge from it. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Nice in the future. <laughs> You don't know what's good. Oh, I you say it. you're for the for the little indie right. films, huh? <laughs> right. You liars. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, it's the next one. No, so, but... Um, uh, wait, so I guess I'm clear there is. So there is, mm-hmm. a, there is a season for film festivals? There is. Unfortunately, I think some of the big ones just happened. So... <clears throat> Yeah, we had a, the, obviously uh, uh, the big one in the states uh, in Utah. Sundance, Sundance, yeah, just happened right mm-hmm. just recently. Yeah, it's either that or towards the end of the year. I think they happen <clears throat> more like fall, winter. Hmm. Okay, you know, yeah. Um, I don't know exactly, but, the, but of course there's hundreds of them. So, okay. The, what is pretty the, much throughout the year? What is, but. what's that process like then? Like say you wanted to, you wanted to show your film at Sundance, for example. It can just anyone, how does that work? Does anyone just, I mean, or whatever festival that you're going for, like yeah, big, sure. big festival. Well, I, I mean, I, as far as I know, it's, it's, there's application fees, Okay. And a screening process, because gotcha. yeah, I mean, I'm assuming tons and thousands of people submit to these festivals. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. And I'm, I'm, of course, if you have a lot of beef behind you, you know, if you've got mm-hmm. people and and reps and agencies and stuff behind right. you, right, giving you know it more cred, then it'll move through faster. But um, hopefully, it's not that long of a process. It's not that you know big a deal right I know we're gonna have to spend some money on it yeah to get it in but I mean as far as I know it's just the screening process and if it's good enough then it you know keeps going interesting okay I think so I mean this is kind of in the dark with the festival stuff yeah because I've never submitted and of course the smaller ones are easier (laughs) easier to get in yeah for sure well um, yeah I'm sure too like Whatever name you might have attached to whatever film you're doing, probably. Yeah, I mean, pushes things. Whatever along. studios made it, and mm. yeah, if there's big actors, yeah. A-list actors and stuff in it. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a fascinating thing to me because you do have A-list people that do these yeah. small, like, would yeah. be on your level of a, mm-hmm. of a sure. production sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I don't know. I it's cool, like. Netflix, I think, might have a short film category, but I know on iTunes, in the film section, they have a short films <clears throat> category. Okay. And, I mean, we're talking same length as mine, even 17, 16, 17 minute films. Okay. That have, like, Martin Freeman's in <clears throat> one. and um, Oh, weird. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, they, and I assume they do it because <clears throat> it's just practice and just to keep doing it, you know, just to keep working. Yeah. It's not, I mean, short films don't get... I mean, I can't imagine they get paid, accolades. right, for that kind of stuff, or maybe they do. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't think so. I mean... Like, at that level... <laughs> it de- I mean, it, I guess it depends if you're getting, like, Cumberbatch to do it. Yeah. So you're probably paying him. <clears throat> unless it's something really rad and, you know, 
Or you know favor. him. Favor. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, if you're his best mate, then he's probably... Yeah. There's a... Uh, I've heard... Are you familiar with Kevin Smith? The He's a, he's a filmmaker. He, like, Clerks was his thing back in the day. Oh, okay. Um, sure. A few other things, but... So, in the past few years, he's mm-hmm. made some really weird, interesting... His own films, like indie films, yeah. basically. Um, one of them being about a... Um, was based off of a fake story, mm. like urban legend type of story okay. about a about a guy that um, it goes to live goes to live in this house like this basically this rich dude mm. was like I need a companion just to live in the house I'll pay you X number of dollars or whatever this guy goes to live with him well what he ends up doing it's like this weird he ends up like surgically like turning him into like part walrus <laughs> The movie's called Tusk. That's what it is. All and right. it's this weird, like... Uh, and there's, like, some big-name people in it. And it's just this weird indie film kind of thing. Awesome. So he, his daughter goes to school with um, uh, Johnny Depp's daughter. Oh, okay. Nice. So they're, like, kind of best friends in school, or at the time they did. And, Excellent. Uh, so he would see Johnny Depp all the time. And, kind of, and he just, like, off... Like, just... Out of the blue, like, hey, I have this character right. Right. in this come do this ridiculous film. Which would and he was like straight up like, Yeah, you don't have to pay me. Like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, do I don't get to pay I don't get to play weird characters right. in these weird films like that anymore. Right. I'm in. I'm in. And he's done like two or three different films now that are that exist kind of in the same world of this mm. little Canadian town. And Johnny Depp's played the same character in all all of these. But if you look at the like marquee of stuff on the like, right. IMDb or whatever, right. he's not the name listed right. on anything, which is in I, which I would be like if I'm Kevin Smith, right. I'm blowing it up. <laughs> right, exactly. No, nothing. No, I mean he's in there. Right, he's just. But he's not like huh. top billing on anything right. in it. On the poster. <laughs> yeah, he's not even on the poster. It's weird. Like, it's, that's great. <clears throat> so I guess yeah. that's how you get your. Yeah, your you need to have a kid that goes to school with. Right. Right, exactly. That's that's not going to (laughs) happen. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, there's... The the cool thing is, is there's a couple connections recently that I've um, met through family friends. Like, Leah's mom has introduced me to an acting coach. Mm -hmm. Um, Her name is Karen Storms, and she's done an incredible amount for us already. Okay. And um, she got us our actor for one of their two main characters. And then she's... I'm working with her now to get the other two characters. So she's just like... She's all over the place. And she's she's been in L.A. She lived in L.A. for a long time, Mm -hmm. um, as far as I remember. And um, she's here now, but she's still doing the coaching and was just in London for a festival. So she's very much behind it. She loved the script. So she's very much in my corner now so it's just stuff like that that's like awesome really out there badass like people just all of a sudden saying hey if I can help you in any way yeah I'm gonna do it and just let me know and yeah it's worked out so far <clears throat> it's uh, a lot of good like support with this thing yeah so dude that's awesome it's kind of cool um speaking of acting coaches mm-hmm. 
We'll get your opinion you on this because you, you work in it. I do. I need, a, I need to go to <laughs> get into it. No, no, no. We were talking about Star Wars earlier. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so there was a whole, with the new Han Solo movie coming out. Right. And one of the big, one of the big criticisms was like, oh, this movie's going to be terrible is because there's a story that they had to bring in an acting coach for the main character um, who's oh. playing Han Solo. Okay. To be more Han Solo slash Harrison Ford like, right. I guess. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh, this guy can't act. Like, they had to bring in an acting coach, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Really? You, knowing what you know of that world, it seems to me that that is a very common thing that acting coaches would have a lot to do with a film set because I feel like a lot of people need acting coaches. I mean, yeah. I it's it's it, it's a thing in any... I would assume in any sort of uh, artistic like genre uh, <clears throat> like music, you should never stop learning new mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and like even like g- taking lessons. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I know a lot of like... My, my father's a professional musician and so I was around that most of my life. Yeah, I mean, I guess all of it. I still am, but even even his buddies were still taking lessons at forty, fifty years old. These guys are like, yeah, I still need to learn. There's still things I need. To learn. So, yeah. for that criticism to, like, I, I think we're just it's it, the industry is a spoiled industry, and that your good people are really great, mm-hmm. and that you know you should just be able to walk in and do whatever you need and whatever the script calls for, right. And no, I, I I think that's a little inaccurate as far as um, the art of it goes, is that you still need coaching. There yeah. might not be... Yeah, I just was listening to an interview. Um, oh, oh, wow, I can't remember the actor's name. But he said that he was um, he doesn't take English roles because he can't nail the accent down. Mm. He's like, I just, I just can't do it. Yeah. So I don't take those roles. <laughs> so... There's something to be wait, said. But like, he's that, wait, is he American? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah right. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> he's English. Um, wait a minute. Time out. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, he... Um, no, what I was saying is like, it, it would be a very American... Like, right. It'd be a very American uh, mentality to be like, no. wait. <laughs> no, I can just do it. This right. is what a British accent should right. sound like. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> True. Yeah, I know. He's a very humble um, actor. Well, he was in uh, Shape of Water. Okay. The new Guillermo del Toro film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Is he the main guy that he played? Well, he's yeah, he's her. He's her not roommate but neighbor. Oh, okay. If you saw the saw the I film, didn't, I didn't see the I film. But. Oh, he's such a fantastic. You know what? Actor. Again, if we if you there were a way that we can look this up, yeah, <laughs> keep going. No, but I was listening to him, and and yeah, he was talking about um, his acting career and all that he's done. He's smaller parts, but very. Um, uh, very Michael well Shannon. Known. Possibly no, no. All right, no. He he played the government agent, the Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins. Okay, that's him. And you yeah, know, yeah, he's so a guy right. that like you would. Yeah, no one knows his name, right? But he's you know everywhere. his face. Yeah, he's he's everywhere. In, he's everywhere. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> but Got he it. said he said that he's like, listen, I just I know my limitations. I know that I can't do that thing. So <sighs> so it kind of like it's a little rude to assume that nobody's going to ever need an acting coach anymore if you're in Hollywood. If you're in you know making features. You know, like, come on. I still, I still, you know, yeah. everybody needs to continue that learning process and to continue to be better. And Yeah. So. Uh, that's such a great point. I mean, if, I don't know how 
maybe the guy is bad. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't, right. Also, I'm the not, casting director might yes. have to be questioned. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that that's not the case with this film. That it might, but it was interesting to me to just see that being the criticism of yeah. why uh, why this is going to be terrible. They had to bring in an acting coach. <clears throat> I mean, I guess at, at, at that point, if somebody's like, "This is an emergency," we've you know, yeah. Oh, this person's terrible. Why did we go down this road? <laughs> no, yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. I mean, you would think okay, usually so what if you people know, are bad, you just they get fired, yeah, and you move on <laughs> and you hire somebody else. So I don't know. What. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of story history of right really famous films that we know of that ha- sure. originally were cast one way right. and they fired the actor. <laughs> like, well, and the person who replaced them now is iconic. You right? Know? Sure. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's funny to hear the people that were replaced. I feel, yeah, you know, and I feel like one of those films I could be way off on this, but I'm pretty sure one of those films was Back to the Future, original Back to the Future. Yeah, they had cast someone else, and they started filming, and he was a he was a household name at the time, back in the '80s. But they mm. he wasn't in filming. That's not what they wanted, and. Yep. I can understand that. They let him go, and then they hired Michael J. Fox, and there you go. The rest is history. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's awesome. <clears throat> so mm. yeah, but what's it, but that same guy that they fired? He's brilliant in other stuff that they mm. that that guy's because right. he was a household Still. like classic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. So, I, but you make a good point on that. Like two things in there of like one, knowing your limitations and and accepting that in some That's ways. Like deal. there is, I feel like there's a fine line of like. I know my limitations. I can get better at that, or I know my limitations, and mm-hmm. I'm just not going to be able to get better at that. So right. I can accept that. Right. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It, with I guess with the with in the art world, that's I, I don't know. It's, I was going to say it's a little easier, but I, I, it might actually be harder only because. You, you're. That's kind of like a an impression of who you are. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. if if you're not good at math, nobody's right. like, oh, stop, <laughs> you know, and like bum that. You know? <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, okay, that's not my thing. I, I'm, I'm, you know, right. I probably should guy, be a maybe, math professor, know. right? <laughs> Precisely. But people take like on an artistic thing, whether it's you, you go for music or you go. Like you start painting or something, mm-hmm. and you know, and you're not that great. That's yeah, almost an offense well, on who you are as an individual. And <laughs> yeah, but also, I, I feel like art is a tough one too because it's very subjective. Right. Like a like a thing very. like math is like there is yeah, no subjectivity. Right. It's either you're, either you're good at it or not. There's right. no way around it. Right. Um, but yeah, like an. Which I th- I think you're right. I think it is harder in a art standpoint because what you might think is terrible, I might think it's great. Right. You Absolutely. Know? Like, like, not to keep going back to Star Wars, but for example, the last sure. film that came out, you yeah. have multiple friends that are like, it's the worst Star Wars I've ever seen. It's awful. And then to me, I saw it and I'm like, it is, it's, so, it's great. Really? I loved it. it mm. You're right. It's not your usual Star Wars, but it's so good. Yeah. You know. But again, yeah. Subjective to I guess maybe the personality, the perspective, the 
how the different emotional beats hit you. Right. <laughs> it's true. It is a very subjective thing. And coming back from Italy and being, again, mentioned the, the Renaissance for Pete's sake, is you walk into Florence and there's these works of art that are just in that city, mm-hmm. just, just there because they were created there and they stayed there. But you you witness some of the greatest pieces ever done. And mm-hmm. yes, they are technically good. You know, mm-hmm. you can you can compare and contrast with other pieces, but generally those are like they've been put on these pedestals as yeah. the greatest pieces ever. And yeah, and it's it's hard because also people consider you know you take cubism and your some later periods of of style and pointillism and stuff like that, and then. People are like that. This is this is what I'm talking about. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like um, Rothko. You take Rothko. It's like okay, the, the modern art, the yeah. the just squares. <clears throat> you know, of yeah. color. Right. It's like I don't know. I don't. I, it's right. not my bag. Like right. I get it. Yeah. But so who's to say that that's not? Yeah. I can't come out and go. I don't know. That's not good to me. Right. <laughs> but it's to me. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I've experienced that a lot. I love art, so I love going yeah. to art museums, stuff like that. But it is fascinating to me. Uh, like for me, for example, Picasso. Yeah, yeah, right. Some people. I mean, like, I get it. It's technically, like, from a technical standpoint, right. I couldn't do it. Right. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, it's all right. Right. But then I look at Van Gogh, mm-hmm. who's my favorite painter, guy. and I'm like. Yeah. Brilliant. There it is. But then there's people who are like, yeah, that <laughs> <Right>. goes okay. <laughs> right. Uh, there's a lot of paint. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's right. a lot of paint on that canvas. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's fascinating to me sometimes what people think is brilliant art. Mm-hmm. It, even from a film standpoint. Like, there's films sure. that I've seen that I'm like, what? that was awful. <laughs> what? Why did that get so many awards? Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> Absolutely. I don't, I don't know. It's, it is all subject. I was having a conversation actually with a with a buddy about this kind of idea of um, what I mean. We we like to share um, inspiration with mm. each other, mm-hmm. and he um, he was a little bummed at um, a recent uh, showing, and he's like, "I don't, I just don't." He, he he's like, "It's not that's not art. That's that's you know." Mm. What I'm seeing is not technically, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, I was like, "Well, yeah, I agree with that, but that's also, you know, not your place to poo-poo that thing." Mm. Especially, and this is kind of where the conversation went: is we come back to Tampa, mm-hmm. and we're not, you know, the <clears throat> most forward city. You know, we're usually a few years behind of. Certain things like mm. in the cocktail world, yeah, it takes okay. a little bit for yeah. us to get to where everyone else is, Chicago's and San Francisco's. But we, there's some of us that have experienced, you know, have been fortunate enough to see some of the greatest pieces or to travel mm. and be able to photograph or paint some of, you know, the best things and, and yeah. the, the wonders of the world and stuff like that. So there's a bit of, you know, there's more to what you're looking at. There's mm-hmm. more that you can compare to, mm-hmm. right? 
So for some of us, we're like, ah, yeah, a lot of us may think that here in the city. Like there's a show that pops up or whatever is happening. We're like, I don't, that's not, (laughs) but that's not very good. Yeah. But like the argument, my argument, I was playing devil's advocate in the conversation was, well, then give it to us. Yeah. Then do it. Yeah. If we're able to do that thing, if we're given the responsibility of doing it, then do it. Mm-hmm. And bring that bar up higher. Yeah. You know? Yep. And I appreciate someone that just executes. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is the first step. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, just do it. If you are passionate enough about that thing, just go. Just, like, be good at it. Number one, mm-hmm. <laughs> figure out how to be good at it and then just do it. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do with this film personally. I yeah. just wanted to make it. I had to do it. Yeah. I know it's not going to be the best anybody's ever seen. I know that. Mm. I wish it was. Right. But I know that it's not going to be the ultimate. Yeah. But I'm doing it. Yeah. And that I'm tr- I have to like prove to myself that I can do this thing. Yeah. And it's like a birthing. I've told a few people that, but I was like, yeah. it's been seven years since I wanted to do this, eight years, mm-hmm. and I'm finally, you know, some people yeah. wait a lifetime to make the thing they need to make. Yeah. But I'm like, I just need to do it. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, then just go. Like, you do that same thing, or you do something different. You want to show your piece, or whatever it is, or you want to, you know, make your film, just so then do it. Yeah. You want to open a bar, you want to open your own, just and figure out how to do it. Yeah. And it's hard. It takes time. But yeah. But, yeah, you're right. And I, I I, think... I don't know if it's something to do with our culture. Or maybe it's hmm. the age that we live in or whatever. We're so... We see, I think, criticism so much on a daily basis. You Absolutely. open up social media. Absolutely. It's filled with this criticism. That's all we do. Right. And <laughs> like I, or not like. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And I, you know, there's obviously a place for that. There's a, there's for, to a point. Um, sure. But I think exactly what you're saying is it, I feel like less people try mm-hmm. because we live in such a culture of constant negativity. The, the failure or the, yeah, the, the being afraid to fail. Right. Yeah, yeah. or concern. someone not liking the thing that I made. Right. Which is inevitable. Not everyone yeah, is going to like it. absolutely is inevitable. Um, I am <laughs> expecting people <laughs> to be like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you know? Right. In a, in a general sense. Sure. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know there's going to be people that are like, okay, yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty mm. okay. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. I, I mean, it, it, I think... It's probably, I think birthing, like you said, is probably the the best comparison because I feel like it's the same as like having a baby and then someone thinking your baby's ugly, right? right? You know, <laughs> like yeah, you know, right. Come on, yeah, because it is See, a product of you. Like be this is, is right. Yeah, wow, super offended. Right. <laughs> oh no, but it's true. It, it's that is a very because it is so subjective. But it is also some of the most personal stuff. Yeah. If you put out an album, I mean, you talk to like Joel or his brothers, like Gabe and Seth, you talk mm-hmm. to those guys, you talk about that. I mean, that's, those are very personal 
things for them. Yeah. That's their soul happening. Yeah, right. And for someone to go, eh, it's not that good, based on, you know, the sound. I just don't the, like it. The, right. The yeah. melodies, all this stuff. That's that's hard. But yeah. it happens. So, yeah. You, yeah, you cannot... I can't be afraid to do that thing, to mm-hmm. make that thing. I can't let that stop me. Yeah, absolutely. And I get real tired of people. It's one thing if you're doing your thing and then you have some critical thoughts about sure. something else. Right. But I feel like the person that is doing their thing, their critique of someone else's thing is completely different because you understand the process of right. making your own thing. Right. And having taken that risk. Right. Exactly. Um, Here's the person sitting around not doing anything that you're real proud of or that you're excited about. Right, right. And you just shit on every right. everyone <laughs> else's true. thing. Yep. You know what? It's, it's talk to me when you when you're pursuing something right. that you're real yep. stoked about. Exactly. You know, that kind of, exactly. Um, so uh, how so for you personally then, how do you how do you manage that or deal with that? Like the knowledge that I'm not gonna not everyone is going to like the thing that I, this film that I make. In fact, there's probably going to be people that watch it and go, this hmm. is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> right. Hmm. <clears throat> um, like for some people, that's motivation. Some people, it's yeah, like, ah, I can't. Yeah, like, ah, I'm, I'll show them. Yeah. Like, I, well, that, that's not really my personality. I'm, and I know that was just an example, but um, for me, I just, I've been doing it for a while. And not necessarily this, like, fiction, but I've been in production for a long time, and Mm -hmm. I've had clients all that time, Mm -hmm. and um, when those clients are like, eh, I don't know, I think we need to go back and redo that, or that edit doesn't look right, or that doesn't, Uh I'm used to that at this point. Uh So I've, I've gained that sort of callousness towards, uh, opinion, Mm -hmm. and or, you know, just like that. Yeah. This isn't good. Yeah. <laughs> we need to redo this. Yeah. So, um, I think it's, it'll be good for me on a level of, from this being so personal. Hmm. Like this is also, and that's why I'm so nervous about it. Yeah. Like taking this leap was big for me because it's such a personal, this isn't just a short film I want to do. Like, yeah. oh, it's a clever idea. I'm going to write this down. We're going to shoot with my buddies and we're going to make right. this. Right. It's not this. This is very like came from a from a very like um not dark place but um a very soulful sort of experience for me in the like figuring out how i feel mm-hmm. about death and loss mm. and so it means something to me yeah so um the message in it i think will get will be heard mm mm-hmm. mhm so the technical side of, is where, you know, people will be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and just to remind everybody, you're, the the film is based on a poem, actually, that's called Correct. Death. Right. Correct. Uh, Which helps, too, because it's not original. Yeah. This is based on a yeah someone else's But you work. wrote a script <laughs> off of a poem that yeah. I've read it, and I saved it, and it's not super long. No, it's not a, it's a, not poem? a poem. Yeah, it's no, like yeah. only a couple of stanzas. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah. and uh, sure, but it's deep. It's real. It's real deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that came out of uh, Wordsworth hit a loss of his kids. 
Oh. He lost kids um, in his travels. He had, he had quite a fantastic life traveling all around Interesting. England. Yeah. But um, early success for him. And this was kind of on the earlier side of his career. And um, it was a part of a compilation. So the poem was, wasn't exactly the most well-known, mm, okay. you know, yeah. in front of his. Like, he has bigger, uh, more popular poems. But, um, yeah, so kind of out of loss and, it's, it's yeah, it's pretty deep. It's, yeah. yeah. So do you find the – so you're working out this, this film and making this. Is it somewhat therapeutic for you in that? Is it – is there is something in there that you're learning about death or dealing with loss and death? That well, the the one thing it has done is because I, I it, it's been a, over a period of eight years, but it wasn't like I constantly was thinking about this thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like the, originally, and then couple years pass and I revisit this the the script or what I had written and then you, you revise and all that and then you get back into it so you know over eight years but what it has helped me do this process is remember how I felt and mm. that dealing with it the original you know and yeah. which is which is cool because it's I, I get to do that and talk about the people that I did lose Mm. To other people, I get to share that again, but I also remember, yeah, where this somewhat, came from anyway. Somewhat like this opening an old wound, right? Yeah. yeah, which is great. I got to talk. Uh, Leah's father visited us in Italy. It was fantastic mm-hmm. um, over Thanksgiving, which was oh <laughs> kind of awesome because oh weird. Obviously, they don't do that. But um, no, come on, Thanksgiving is <laughs> celebrated way around the world, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's an international you know, holiday, right? I know. Nope. <laughs> so he was uh, very excited to visit, but of course we talked about it, and I was able for the first time really to get really get back into it and remember mm. um, those original feelings and and like yeah wounds again kind of open up and be, be able to talk about it. It was good. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, so at, at the risk of getting too personal about it. Was there? It sounds like there was a specific loss that you had that yeah. this poem kind of bridged a little bit or mm-hmm. started this process for you, right? Uh, is that something you want to talk about? Or oh yeah, no, absolutely, okay. right. sure. Um, so, oh my gosh, I don't know. I guess it was it was a little more than ten years. I think um, my ex-wife lost her brother um, to over to an overdose and he um, his name was Sean and that was pretty like devastating yeah. obviously yeah to the family and to myself being her husband uh-huh. was um, and Sean was a fantastic kid um, just super energetic and very bright um, like that his aura was yeah. very bright. It's yeah. awesome. Um, but that that came obviously at a um, inopportune time. It was um, the family was 
like I said, devastated. But um, fast forward a few years, my um, my good friends Kyle and Robin lost their two-year-old son, two-and-a-half-year-old mm-hmm. son, when they lost him to cancer. So these, these two moments were... Um, very much in line with that poems, uh, the loss that the little girl has in her life were very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> oddly enough, like the way she describes the loss in her poem were kind of similar to the way that, like her sister got sick, and then her brother, it was an accident that he died young. So it was. Kind yeah, of, kind of crazy hell, and that's I think why it hit so hard at first mm. because the the deaths were so similar. Yeah, um, and then the, just the philosophy part of it kind of took shape. But um, those were the apart from losing a grandfather, um, that was that was it for me. That was what death was was the very natural you know mode mm-hmm. of things you know you you get old and you die and that's it and that's yeah. yeah it's upsetting but it is a very natural thing you know right so um these because of their being so sudden and unfortunate and to very young people yeah was was um it hurt yeah so <clears throat> is did you discover that poem at that time, or had you already known? No, it was it was around that time. Uh, to, to be honest, I I don't know where that came from. Mm. That poem, yeah. Because I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of poetry to begin with, so it wasn't like I you know was yeah you were getting just into the poetry classics. every day. <laughs> <laughs> so I I honestly do not know where that came from, and yeah, I, I really wish I could remember. Because that'd be kind of rad if somebody had shared it with me, yeah. Or if it was just somehow in a, in readings, or if I was looking something up, I don't, yeah, some quote or something. But um, yeah, it just, as far as I know, out of the blue, and just was right place, right time. Yeah, but helped me. Interesting. Yeah. That is a beautiful thing about life. I feel like though those, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, wherever someone stands on spirituality and all that kind of stuff, I feel like they're. Right. It's pretty clear to me that there are there are times where, like that, like something just comes into your life, and then all of the pieces that led up to those two points coming together, like you discovering that poem in whatever form you did right. at that particular time, right. that was a therapy in a sense that created this new idea for you. That right. you know, years later, that you're working on. It's fascinating that. But I don't think that's accidental. I think there. No. I think it's. I think you said something in the in the first episode about uh, that we did together about mm-hmm. uh, the universe yeah. smiling on you or whatever. Yeah. Like you know, as you said, we tend to look at the universe like working against us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, that's a, one of the. Yeah, I think it's one of those things. Like you know, the universe and whatever form you want to put that in. Right. Was working for you in that moment. Right. Right. Um, yeah, and it was, uh, perpetuated, I guess I can, if I, if that's the correct use, um, in the execution of this film mm-hmm. over there in Italy. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, I mentioned Karen, <clears throat> you know, these weird happenstances of, 
support for mm-hmm. the film. Um, the the uh, permissions that we've been granted, mm-hmm. sh- even shooting at the cemetery, like you when you go there. Um, obviously, it's a cemetery, so there's a, a huge like a respect factor mm-hmm. <laughs> just around it in general. But yeah. that they don't allow photography there at all within the gates. Oh. They're like you, you just don't do that. Yeah, like, I've seen people yell well, that. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's a thing. Yeah. So we were granted full access by the town. Wow, for that cemetery, and I'm talking like down to the wire, like three weeks before filming i had everything rented <laughs> everyone's oh, everyone's flying over and i'm like i hope that that this actually goes through because if they do deny us for some reason yeah there's no like sneaking in yeah. and doing it gorilla because you know we had a decent amount of equipment so. yeah there's stuff like that though but we got full access that's so great though i that in and of itself to me is a lesson yeah for people that I think people wait to get every mm. detail in order before they before they do something, and it's smart. Like you just try to do your due diligence, but sure. The fact that you were already like everyone's coming, every everything's together. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna figure this out right. one way or the other. <laughs> like one, right. Right. we might have to do something else. I, when I, they I get had here, I had but, Plan Bs. I legitimately yeah. had like different locations in the city, like that. I you know there's property that we. There's a family friend that has a farmhouse, uh-huh. and I was trying to figure out if we got denied access, we could shoot here. Yeah, we could. We can make how, it work. how do we create a, ce- a, a cemetery <laughs> in there? Like, right. <clears throat> the, yeah. So there was Plan B's, but yeah. No, that's great though, man. I think uh, I feel just like, went for it. Yeah, I feel like that's what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. Like, well, that was the whole like concept, like you mentioned earlier about. Literally saying, you know, speaking it out loud mm. that I'm doing this, I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. And then whatever's listening mm-hmm. has to. Yeah. It doesn't have to, but I feel like there's an exchange. Yeah. And if you're going to push forward, then it has to also follow suit. And Yeah. Well, and also, I think there's something to verbalizing that to yeah. not just yourself, but other people. Right, right. I completely agree with that. Uh, yeah. So recently, I had a conversation with somebody about forgiveness, for example, with you know um, someone doing you wrong or mm-hmm. whatever, sure. whatever the case, forgiveness in general. Mm-hmm. And you know, from a from like a Christianity standpoint of right. like you know the the teaching is that you forgive no matter what, no matter how many times, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And on paper, that sounds really good, right. but in practice, whole another, yeah. whole another animal. Yeah. And I kind of come to the conclusion that with something like that, it's even just saying it. You know, I watch these stories of like people that a family member is murdered, and then that family in the courtroom says mm-hmm. to that person, "We forgive you." And how many times I think like you can't really. There's that. Right. If you really believe that, I'm really impressed. Yeah. But I also feel like just saying it to that person or saying it to someone else, I may not believe it yet, but the more I say it, mm-hmm. eventually I'll believe it and I'll actually own mm-hmm. that forgiveness. 
So I think it's this, it, to me it's kind of the same thing of like I'm going to do this thing and verbalizing I'm going to make right. this film right. to myself and to other people. Eventually, I'll believe it and it'll become for you know become yeah. real. Absolutely. No, that's that's. Um, it was. It's funny too because it was almost something that wasn't a hundred percent like I was believing it yet. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it was like okay, I'm eighty percent there, but I'm just gonna talk my way into this. Yeah, you know, yeah, talk my way into believing it a hundred percent and and acting on that thing. And now I can. Yeah, I absolutely do. Yeah, I believe in in, in that wholeheartedly. Um, but the, the speaking it that was my father was a. A huge that was one of his biggest like talking points to my sister and I growing up mm. as a kid is that how powerful uh, words were and um, are and yeah you know that you can make or break someone you can make or break um, yourself with with speaking mm. yeah life or death life and death are in the power of the tongue it's a um, Mm, that's such powerful a good... teaching. Yeah, um, but he was uh, he was huge on that, and it's true. And I think that's why I have such a positive outlook on life and in general. I mean, you know, it, it, it gets shitty. <laughs> you can't yeah. get around that. That yeah. stuff's going to happen. Um, but how do you react to that? How do you make good? How do you uh, follow through? You know, mm-hmm. I mean. Like my 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 friends Kyle and Robin is you lose your firstborn son they have another son um, Charlie but you lose your firstborn son to a sickness and he never gets to do certain things you know he never gets to grow he never gets to go to school he never gets to go to whatever and there's things that of course a laundry list of stuff in their brains that mm-hmm. they're like why why did he have to you know leave yeah. so early. Yeah. But they turn that around and they're doing good out of it. Yeah. You know, they have a nonprofit and they've raised hundreds of thousands, if not millions at this point, towards the research of that cancer, to fight that cancer. Yeah. And they're seeing results. Like, they're mm-hmm. seeing kids on programs that are keeping them from this cancer. Yeah. Because the problem is in the relapse with neuroblastoma. The kids, they have it young, very young. Okay. And they can get rid of the cancer, but most times before this drug and where they're at now with the research, it, the relapse happens and then it's, that's wow. it. Wow. Because it's just too strong and you can't. Wow. So now though, they're seeing results where these kids are living nine, ten years mm-hmm. old now. That, mm-hmm. that took these couple years worth of uh, this medicines and the, the genomic like mapping and mm. it's it's insane the the brains that are behind this research and stuff like uh, these people I'm are sure <laughs> I can't imagine these people are angels but um, they're doing that and they took their pain and made it a positive yeah you know yeah because it's shit's gonna happen but what are you gonna do like what's and they did you yeah know? so it's it, very inspiring um, they went through hell quite literally, and came out the other side, um, and they're doing some awesome stuff, but kind of have to, 
or yeah. else it'll eat you. It'll yeah. eat you alive. Right. Because perpetuating that, like, perpetuating the sadness and negativity only lead, can, it can only lead one way. I mean. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. That's a, a sad thing, but. It, I mean, let's be honest, it's easier to just. Sure. Live in that sadness yeah. and despair. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, depression um, is a very real thing. Yeah. You know, and it's, it, you know, it's humongous and it's uh, a monster that, yeah, that can eat you alive. And I've gone through it. And um, luckily I had people that were mm-hmm. cared enough, you know? Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I've been there. I've been down that road yeah. with loss, with losing mm. someone as well. Like, I, it took me a while to crawl out of it. Yeah. Not by my own help, though. Like, mm. therapy helped. Sure. Identifying Absolutely. that that was the case. Right. That I was depressed. You know, right. That kind of stuff. I, yeah. I get it. So. So, I'm looking forward to your film because of that. Because I understand where, where that was born out of. Right. For you. Right. Um, yep. So, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. The, um. The title, I mean, apart from, you know, staying away from copyright infringement, <laughs> yeah. but the title, O Death, came from that, like, the realization and kind of hope, really, that that there is more than that loss just being that loss, mm. you yeah. know, and yeah. that there's, there's not reason for it, but there's reason surrounding it. Yeah. That makes any sense, you know. There's sure, like I said, yeah, a positive thing that can come out of that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's where the death came from. uh, I think it is. It's difficult, but to turn the idea from like, why did this happen? To okay, now what? Sure. What do I do now? Mm -hmm. Um. And yeah, I mean, sometimes you know, just anything is with any part of life. Like sometimes you just don't have. You're never going to get the answers to certain things you want the answers right. to. Right. But you have hey. to keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I said, I hope the, that message comes across mm-hmm. in the film. Yeah. You know, that, you know, it, it is the, the language I would like to speak. It's my art, you know. Yeah. You know, I want to do that. Uh, you know, I think I'm okay at it, so mm-hmm. why not? But I hope that this thought comes across in that in that language and in that art yeah so yeah fingers crossed <laughs> awesome so uh let me wrap it up here um what uh so what's what's next you're in the middle of production you're yep. going to Tennessee to film yep uh you said end of May is end kind of, of what you're hoping yeah that's the okay. goal and then you go from there to just start putting it try to get it into yeah. some festivals and whatnot yeah so we'll have we we did a couple um, or we did one campaign for the Italy production. We're doing another one uh, for the local production. Okay, and um, with that, almost I think almost all of the donation levels. You know how the Indiegogo has their, right. their thing. Um, we have the film available, like digital oh, okay. copy of nice. it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We'll do that route, and um, and then I want to have a like an actual like. Uh, Premiere. Premiere, yeah. Yeah, it might be kind of fun. Dude, you definitely should. Tampa that would be Theater. incredible. <laughs> yes! It would be awesome. That would be, that'd be insane. Yeah, we've, we've thought about it, so we'll see. You definitely should. be cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have everybody come out. And that would be fantastic. For 17 minutes. 
Dude. Woo! Well, but you gotta <laughs> no, have a party. You gotta have a party yeah. afterwards. Party yeah. after, before. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm gonna get everybody so drunk before. You stretch it to like <laughs> an hour and a half. You know? Right, precisely. Right. You just hand out shots at the door. Yes. Here, there you go. Enjoy <laughs> the film. There you go. Two free shots. <laughs> bye bye. No, two free shots. That's all. Uh, yeah, dude, I, so, I think you should. That would be incredible. There could be that. Look, look out for that. Yeah. So the the campaign, sure. the like fundraising campaign, whatever you right. want to call it, um, right. it, it, that's currently live. It is. We're about midway at okay. this point. And it where ends is that? in where two weeks. Where can um, people find it? Indiegogo yep. is where we're doing it. And you can just search for O-Death. Okay. Um, and it should pop up. We have a link to it on our Instagram, which is at O-DeathFilm, and our Facebook page, O-Death. Awesome. And uh, you can get to we'll put those there. links in, the, in with this Tight. as well, too. Well, yes, for sure. Um, how, much are you, how much are you trying to put together for that? Uh, 17, I think 17,000. 17,000? Yeah. You're halfway there? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. We, uh, no, halfway as far as time goes. Oh, halfway as time. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a few weeks left on the campaign. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, the cool thing about Indiegogo, you have an option of selecting, um, either meeting the goal and getting the money or just getting what you've getting what, yeah, what you've sure. been given. So we opted through that. So whatever we are given, we're going to. <clears throat> Obviously, it's going to get it's roll get with that. To and use. <laughs> yeah, for sure, <laughs> we'll roll with that. But the goal is to get seven seventeen. And, yeah, so yeah, not uh, too crazy, but no, that's seventeen thousand. Do some cool stuff. So yeah, well, and two, they're going to get two free shots at a premiere. Oh, right, <laughs> so, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, right, exactly. <laughs> Every donation. <laughs> no, I can't say that, unfortunately. <laughs> Ten, uh, ten thousand at seventeen. <laughs> it's just the alcohol Foods. that you're going to buy for the premiere. Oh no! Wow. <laughs> yeah, we have a breakdown of our budget, uh, and three quarters of the right, right. pie is, is for booze. <laughs> wow! Don't take it the wrong way. It's for you guys. Yeah, it's, it's, for, it's just for you. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, that's yeah. We'll definitely push it out there. Uh, oh, so um, again, like, so I like to end with a couple questions. One for you. One for the audience. I've asked you this before from the first episode, mm. but uh, we'll revisit it mm. now that you're into what you're doing. Um, it, it, you know, every person has a different idea about this, but your belief on whether every person has that ability to pursue that dream, to go after that thing that they love, like we were talking about earlier mm. of, you know, a lot of us sit around and criticize things, but is that based on their inability to do it. Do you feel like, no, everyone, everyone can at least try to get there. Yeah. I mean, I, what, how I answered it the last time, I, I mean, I, I'll pretty much, you know, no pun intended, but go to the grave with that idea that I think everybody has been given, um, a responsibility. Mm. I guess I'll put it that way. Um, whether it's that talent or the passion or whatever it is and um, I think they are yeah I think it's with um, a diligence and a um, a respect to that thing that I think you can achieve what you need to achieve and whether if it's just personal 
or you're the next, you know, fill in the blank, mm. Miles Davis or whatever it is. Yeah. That yeah, I, th- I think everybody's got something. Yeah, it's a great point. Everybody. Yeah. Respect and diligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's a great answer. Because yeah, I mean, the, again, that <laughs> the whole universe thing is you like I have to respect that that's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to respect that. And yeah. That's scary, but that's a great point, though, man. Mm-hmm. It's a, it reminds me of keeping it in the film world. It reminds mm-hmm. me of a portion of uh, the movie Interstellar. Yeah, you know, oh, and his daughter. Oh, it's such a great film. Mm-hmm. His daughter. He named his daughter Murphy in the film, and she, you know, that that old adage of Murphy's Law that we right. see as as a negative thing, mm-hmm. that, like sure. you know, the bad thing's going to happen. Because it will. Right. And her lamenting that in the film, and he goes, no, the reason your mom and I named you Murphy is Murphy's Law is not that bad things are going to happen. It's that what can happen will happen. Right. And it's a matter of perspective of whether it's good or bad. Yeah. You know? I love it. Um, Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Uh, So, yeah, that idea, like, to me is exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. It's, It's respecting that, yeah, I gotta respect that the universe is gonna push things along or right that's awesome it's tough yeah so um, given that everyone else your question what can you do this week or this month to boldly go as we say and um, follow AJ's example of even we don't necessarily fully believe that you can get it done or it's gonna happen mm-hmm. that you do it anyway yeah. you at least try um, we need more triers. We need more. Uh, even if it doesn't happen, like mm-hmm. the fact that you tried, we just need more triers. I feel like we don't have enough people at least trying mm-hmm. and attempting. So be a trier this month. What can you identify one thing that you can get you down the road a little bit towards your dream, towards your goal? Dude, thanks for being on again, yeah. man. I'm oh, it was awesome. Yeah, I'm glad to have Thank you, you have you around. Yeah, it's incredible. Appreciate so, it. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, once it's done, yeah, we'll have you back again. <laughs> Sick. Maybe around the premiere, whenever that three happens. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll get three parts in there. So, dude, thanks. Thanks for what you're doing. Man. Keep My it pleasure. up. Yeah, thank you. Now I'm going to talk about my story that I didn't. I, I didn't tell at the beginning. Oh, everybody's done. <laughs> Ha 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 